0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: On paper, BYU appears to have a top three at wide receiver. The transfer portal is expected to be a part of their calculus as they go into the 2023 season. Where do things stand for that position group coming out of spring ball, and what might they need to add as they go throughout the summer? We're talking about it on today's show. What's up everybody, I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys making it a part of your routine no matter when you check it out. We're very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Diving right in on today's show, we've been going through with these position group uh, debriefings, I guess you could call it. A look back at spring ball for each position group on the BYU football program. And today we're going to talk about BYU's wide receivers, uh, coming up here in a little bit, you're going to hear from chase Roberts, one of the guys who's expected to take on an expanded role this year in that position group. But my overall thought for BYU at the wide receiver position is that I think some of us, and I, th- I would include myself in this discussion. I think some of us are overreacting to BYU quote unquote, not having enough at the wide receiver position. And what I mean by that is I think the BYU lacks quality depth at wide receiver right now. I think that's the biggest, uh, conundrum that's out there in regards to BYU's wide receiving core whereas I think the top three or four guys for BYU are actually quite good and I think they will be BYU's leaders this year. Even uh in spite of who they might add in the transfer portal. Now, let me also acknowledge that uh, P- Fessy Satake, Aaron Roderick, Kalani Satake have all gone on the record saying that they are going to prioritize the wide receiver position in the transfer portal. So, expect to continue to hear uh, BYU chasing uh, guys in the portal. Uh, Montana Lamonius, Craig, uh, the most recent one to go public with an offer from BYU. There's also a kid, uh, Darius Lassiter from Eastern Michigan as well. But that doesn't mean BYU's only offered those two guys. A lot of guys in the transfer portal, it's far more than you might expect, are very quiet on social media, very quiet on what offers they've received and what they're doing. So don't think that BYU's not out there vetting all possible additions to the BYU football program for the wide receiver position. And uh, for example, I was actually looking at the On3 portal uh, website, uh, On3, one of the new websites out there. Do you know who BYU, they're recruiting uh, prediction machine, Their favorite for Montana Lemonius Craig is at the current time. That would be the BYU Cougars, my friends, with 11.3%. So that's very low uh, percentage. But BYU has the highest percentage currently excuse me, currently outpacing Oregon State, Washington State, Arkansas, and Mississippi State, uh, Purdue, Auburn, Cincinnati, West Virginia, on down the list. But BYU with 11.3% is the odds-on favorite currently for a guy like Montana Lamonius Craig. They BYU did offer him out of high school uh, down there in Inglewood, California. Aaron Roderick and Fessy Satake, obviously involved with that and Maybe a pre-existing relationship like BYU had with a guy like Aiden Robbins, their next uh, running back, who figures to be RB1 for BYU. This may pay off with Montana Limonius Craig. So expect BYU to continue to uh, work in the transfer portal. But I say all of that to say this. I think BYU's top four wide receivers, as I would project them, are actually quite good. And Those four, obviously, that I'm talking about include Chase Roberts, who you'll hear from here in a moment, as well as Keanu Hill, Cody Epps, and then Parker Kingston is a wild card in all of this, my friends. Now, Parker Kingston started off spring ball very, very well. We're talking a very talented guy. He might be the fastest just straight-line runner in BYU's uh, program right now. He's got elite track speed. We're talking a guy who competed at the 100-meter finals in the Utah High School Athletics Association, 100-meter final at the state championships in the 6A ranks. I think the five or six of the top runners in that were sub-11 second and Parker Kingston was right there in the thick of it. He has got elite speed and that's one thing the BYU I think will be utilizing. I wouldn't be surprised if Parker Kingston takes on that role that Pukunakua had last year and previously guys like Dylan Colley had where he is the guy you use sideline to sideline side in, in, in essence where he runs the fly sweeps and he's being used in options like that to be able to stretch a defense and use that speed that he's got. The other thing about this is as I mentioned he's got track speed and he can get down the field and uh, he had that broken hand uh, midway through a spring ball that really knocked him out of really showing what he's capable of doing in the spring scrimmage, etc. But I would fully expect that he is going to make some impressions during fall camp, during his training camp coming up in August. I, I've heard rave reviews about what Parker Kingston can do. And if he's capable of locking down and becoming that kind of elite uh, slot receiver BYU relies on in this offense, that's going to free up guys like Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, and Cody Epps to be their best selves. Now, Cody Epps is one of those guys who might be best served to also play in the slot in certain circumstances, but that's not a bad thing to have that versatility. Keanu Hill and Chase Roberts are both big-bodied receivers, the guys you want on the outside. They can go up and get jump balls. I think both of them are underrated in terms of their overall speed element. Are they absolute burners? No, they are not. But what they are is they're more than capable. I feel like Keanu Hill continually gets overlooked and under uh, gets under respected, disrespected. I I don't know how to term it properly. I just feel like he gets just kind of panned to the side by BYU fans, despite being BYU's leading receiver in yardage last year. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't Pukunakua, folks. It wasn't, definitely wasn't Gunnar Romney. It was Keanu Hill. He is the guy that I think BYU fans are going to be most impressed by because he has just taken on bigger and bigger roles throughout his time at BYU, and I, I expect that to continue to expand. Chase Roberts, similar fashion. You need to keep him healthy, similar to Cody Epps. Both of them dealt with injuries last year. Cody Epps obviously getting injured late in that game against Liberty on a play that I don't think he probably should have been in the game for, but nonetheless... You hope to have both of them have healthy seasons. And if BYU's top four receivers that I just laid out, if they stay healthy, BYU's got a great contingent of wide receivers. The problem is if any one or two of them do pick up injuries, and in this day and age of college football, can you really rely on three or four guys staying healthy for an entire season? You better be knocking on wood hoping they do it. But I just I don't know if you necessarily can plan on that. So if you can't rely on that, Obviously, you need to go out and find depth pieces. Now, on the roster for BYU wide receiver, guys that I would consider to be depth pieces include the likes of a guy like Hobbs Nyberg, Talmadge Gunther, uh, Koa Eldridge, who is a return missionary, also a baseball player. Uh, Dom Henry obviously had his moments during spring ball as well. The problem is that the four guys I just mentioned, three of them are walk-ons. That That is the concern, is that you don't necessarily have a ton of scholarship at caliber guys. Some of them might be on scholarship now, but started out their careers as, as walk to the BYU football program, you need those guys to step up. And obviously, if they're able to prove that, they'll probably find themselves with a scholarship relatively quickly, if not already, in a BYU uniform. But the the bigger conundrum, the bigger issue for BYU is if one of those top three or four guys does get injured, is the falloff so significant that you are going to struggle to run the offense, to have the route concepts, the route trees, all that type of stuff that you need to have for a guy like Keaton Slovis to be his best self at, at quarterback. That is the huge question mark. So coming out of spring ball, I would say I'm pretty neutral on BYU's wide receivers because I, I felt like for the most part, they essentially performed the way I expected. Cody Epps did not participate as expected in spring ball. Uh, he's coming back from that uh, shoulder injury, upper arm injury, and he will be obviously uh, expected to make some noise during training camp as they build towards the 2023 season. So I'd say I'm pretty neutral on the wide receiver position, but do expect BYU to continue to do work in the transfer portal market when it comes to the wide receiving core. Now let's also acknowledge one thing. Some of you I think have a misnomer, a misconception of what the transfer portal is, uh, is. The transfer portal is open right now for players to go into the portal. That will close on the 30th. So on Sunday it will close. That does not mean BYU has to have guys signed from the transfer portal on the 30th. Those guys who go into the portal are in the portal until they either remove their name, withdraw, and return to the program they were originally with, or they sign with a new school. So BYU does not have to have guys signed by this Sunday in the wide receiving position. That that That's just it's one thing I feel like gets uh, talked about too often and the BYU they're not getting the job done no they don't have to have it done right now BYU can afford to slow play it just a little bit make sure they vet everything make sure the guy is going to fit in at BYU and everything that goes on with the BYU uh, athlete honor code academics all that. make sure that all those uh, boxes are checked before you go public with this so do expect BYU to be active in the transfer portal, but also don't fret that BYU, quote-unquote, has not done enough in the portal in your eyes. I would I would just caution that one thing. So I'm pretty neutral on BYU's wide receiver position, but I do think the top four, like I mentioned, Keanu Hill, Chase, Roberts, Cody Epps, as well as Parker Kingston, I think that top four is very, very capable, and actually, frankly, more talented, I think, than we are giving them credit for. The problem is, is the drop-off so significant after that that... <coughs> BYU would find themselves in a world of hurt if injuries were to strike the wide receiver position? I would say yes, and that is where the transfer portal is going to come in very... Importantly, it's gonna be very important for BYU to make sure they get out there and find the right guys in the portal and give themselves the best opportunity to be the best offense they possibly can be going into the Big 12 era. All right, coming up here in just a minute, as promised. Chase Roberts had a great chance to catch up with him on Friday. So be a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, Friday, after BYU wrapped up Springbell, had a great one-on-one chat. You're gonna hear that coming up here momentarily. First word on our friends over at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories? that come with your regular ones, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever and that's our friends at Built Bar. You got to try it my friends. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste Built Bar is where it's at. The best part is these bars are covered in 100% real dark chocolate and the, the flavor profiles the taste is absolutely incredible you will not believe you're eating a protein bar because it really it, it tastes like a candy bar my friends. The best part is they come in an unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie and cookies and cream and the best part is the macros are insane. Hundreds. 30 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein packed into each one of these bars. And you still go to Built.com and place your order there and wait for it to be shipped to you if there's a certain flavor you're looking for. But if you need your Built Bars right now, stop by your local Smith's and or Sam's Club today and check it out. They've got 4 bar packs available now at Smith's. If you want to buy it in bulk, go to Sam's Club. 13 bar packs available to you now in a variety of flavors. But once again, if you want to go to Built.com, you don't mind waiting for a day or two to get that shipped to you, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. Uh, the promo code does not work in store. So if you want to use that, go to built.com or get out to your local Smith's and or Sam's Club today and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with our friends at Built Bar.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months,
1: Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you for being every dayer, my friends. If you have not done so already, if you still got time, check out Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special. It's bigger than ever, my friends. Follow all 32 NFL teams' first pick. In a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience, only the Locked On Podcast Network can deliver. All episodes are available now on the Locked On NFL Draft or YouTube channels. uh, Excuse me, Locked On NFL Draft YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. I would encourage you guys, if you have not done so already, Binge it. It, It's a really, really fun product. I had a small role to play in it and I think it's been absolutely a ton of fun to be a part of. All right, coming up uh, right now, we are going to hear from Chase Roberts. Had a great chance to catch up with him. Talked a lot about what he felt like he did during spring ball. What the offense did as a whole. What's his relationship with a guy like Keaton Slovis. But more importantly, what is he looking to prove? What does he want to most do this summer? I guess most work on, I guess, this summer to improve the most as a wide receiver because we all saw him burst onto the scene last year. Delos injury concerns but still had a very very good season after other injuries had really hampered him early on in his time at byu but without further ado here you go chase roberts with myself right here unlocked on, on cougars obviously spring ball is over now yeah what do you feel like you accomplished oh
2: i feel like i guess my focus this spring ball was to get the offense down you know mm-hmm. to to really have the playbook Um, Be able to kind of take it to the next level of, okay, how can I use my my body and the little things and um, be able to play inside and outside and not just be, you know, one of those go up and get it guys, but be able to learn every position and have everything kind of down so I can slow the game down and and be prepared for the Big 12. So
1: now. You mentioned that you wanted to essentially master the playbook, master your play yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. How big was Puka in that regard in terms of just seeing him operate the way he operated?
2: Yeah, I would ask Puka questions every time he came off the field, okay. you know, in and, and practice, and we were really close. And the way he saw the field and operated was, mm-hmm. you know, a big learning experience for me. And I feel like I play similar to Puka in our, our size and speed, and um, so it was good to learn from him. And, and I'm, you know, trying to take what I learned into my game and also use my – own little you know way of doing things you know my the way I see it um, and you know kinda of mix those together and, and perform so
1: this is an aside but how good do you think he is gonna be in the NFL
2: I think he'll surprise a lot of people I think he's gonna be really good just the way he he moves it's an extra little burst that he has and, and just how smart he is his IQ I think he'll, he'll play a lot and score a lot of touchdowns so I'm excited to watch
1: now I think a lot of people look at you, Keanu, and obviously Cody as kind of the top three guys yes, here. Yeah. After what you guys did last year, what do you feel like you guys have, as a group, have accomplished in spring ball as a position group? I guess
2: it's been hard with Cody. Cody's still he's recovering. Been still recovering, yeah. Uh, but me and, and Keanu have been been able to to build that you know bond and, mm-hmm. and be comfortable on the field together. Yeah. Um, the way Keanu plays, he's so big and fast and and you know it's strong. So um, it's been fun to to. Just see how he plays and be able to, to complement each other with um, with routes coming over the middle, stuff like that. It's been it's been a blast.
1: Now, when it comes to your game, you mentioned the fact that you, you want to be more than just to go up and get it, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it? You've dealt with health issues. I believe it was yeah. your hip. You told me back in the past about yeah. hip issues. What have you done? I guess to keep yourself healthy and also, but also sit at the same time, develop those new skills as you talk about.
2: Yeah, it's been awesome to have. Um, some new trainers come in, okay. you know, Skyler Maine, Colby, yeah. those guys that are the sports scientists. Mm-hmm. They've been able to give me some hip workouts and things, and since then I've been able to, to strengthen those and, mm-hmm. you know, feel really good with the little joints and the little movements um, and not, you know, worry about, about getting injured. So this spring ball, I was able to take a lot of reps mm-hmm. and stay healthy and, you know, work on the craft the craftiness of being in the slot, being outside, and being able to step up my game. So,
1: Now, now Coach Roderick, when we talked to him, uh, he said that it's been fun to see the the wide receivers develop, but he also said that we don't have a quarterback on the roster right now who's taking a snap in a game. Yeah. He said that that's, that's kind of one of the unknowns he's looking at as he gets ready for the Big 12. Yeah. What do you feel about the quarterback position?
2: They've played, They've Keaton has played at this level you know, yeah. for, for a while now, and there's no worry I don't think there's any drop off between, you know, Jaron and Keaton and the way you know he handles big time situations and you know, making plays. So we're excited to see, you know, him in our offense. I think he fits really well and it'll be fun to mm-hmm. the big twelve.
1: How's Jake Retzloff fit in in your in your opinion?
2: That dude's a gamer, you know, he goes out every day and he yeah. competes and he makes plays. So um, if Keaton goes down, hopefully not, but if he goes down, Jake is there to step up and, and make plays and he's not gonna be afraid to to make most of the, the situation.
1: Are you aware of his nickname?
2: Yes, BYG. The, the BYU. <laughs> yeah, he's been telling me Did, all about So is that it.
1: self-appointed? Is that what it was, or?
2: He's been talking about it. I think. Okay. I think he he might have started. I don't know if someone else kind of sure. mentioned okay. it or. Um, but I like it. I think he's aw- he's an awesome kid. Yeah, he he lives his faith and he lives mm-hmm. you know the morals of, of being a being a BYU student as well yeah. and being a BYU player. So um, love the way he carries himself and plays the game. So we're excited for Jake.
1: Now I know you're a member of the LDS faith, but guys mm-hmm. like that who come in from the outside, yeah. Do you do you like the, uh, the I guess the diversity in a
2: way of that? Of course, yeah. No, we always love every culture. We hope every yeah. culture comes yeah. to BYU and comes and plays for us because. Um, we all it's surprising how we all live the same morals and we're all you know a brotherhood no matter what mm-hmm. so it's been awesome to, to be able to come close with those guys and learn from them and, and what they believe and it's been it's been fun
1: now you've gone up against Jay Hills defense for 15 practices yeah, now yeah.
2: It's been tiring, it's been exhausting. Okay, yeah. okay. I was going to ask you like, what's it been like, but you already no, answered that. There's a there's a different energy, you know, okay. with Jay Hill and just bringing in every practice, every play. Yeah. And there's no slacking, you know, on offense. They're going to come out and make a play and um, so it's been fun. It's been, you know, getting us better as an offense.
1: Guys like Eddie Heckard have come into the program. How good is he as a cornerback?
2: The dude's strong and fast. Okay. Yeah, he's he's strong on another level, and it's been perfect. You know, being able to work on my craft and, um, you know, not letting him get my ha- his hands on me because um,
1: he's strong. <laughs> Maury Bomba has been described by everybody I've talked to as a as a physical freak. He's a freak. Yeah, freak. Kate okay, can you explain what makes him that? So,
2: if he he never gets beat, if okay. that makes sense. So if he does, like off the line, he's gonna catch up to you. Like just that 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 speed to catch up and, and get back on you, and the way his quickness, just everything, um, he's like a deer when he runs out on the field, and and is also quick in and out of breaks. So. It's fun to watch.
1: You mentioned the fact that Big 12's upcoming. By the time you guys retake the field, you'll officially be in the Big 12 conference. Uh-huh. How excited are you to be part of the first team that's going to be a Big 12 team and yeah. in BYU history? I mean, we've been independent for so long. So yeah. this has been a dream,
2: I think, for a lot of players now and in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited to be, be that squad to go take the field in the Big 12 and, and go show them what we got.
1: Now, you guys have played, I call them Power 5 adjacent schedules the last couple of years, where you haven't played you're 10 Power 5 opponents this year. But you've played seven, I think, two years ago and six last year. Do mm-hmm. you feel like that's prepared you guys? For sure. I think that we can compete with anyone. And we've showed that in the past. And, and we'll
2: show it in the Big 12 coming up. You know, we're not afraid to go up against you know, a top 10 team or yeah. whatever. You know, We're ready to play. And, and we'll, we're excited.
1: What's the number one thing or things you're going to work on this summer?
2: The biggest thing that i want to work on is using my body um being able to um sorry i'm I'm blanking that's okay um i wrote all my goals on my notes um but just to have all the the tools to be able to you know that breakaway speed Mm -hmm. i want to work on and then just being physical more physical with my body and not shying away from contact Um, is something that I'm gonna work on and getting in and out of breaks. So just the little things, reading defenses, Um, just taking it to the next level.
1: There you go, Chase Roberts, BYU wide receiver. Big thank you to him for taking the time to join me here on Locked on Cougars. And as you heard him talk about, he's working on a lot of things this summer, but that speed element, if he can add a little more speed to his game while also bulking up a little bit, that's going to help him. You also heard him talk about the fact that he's done extra work in terms of trying to keep his uh, hip issues at bay. That would be huge for him to be kind of the next big guy for BYU in their wide receiving core. He's got all the size, all the athleticism, he proved that. He had one of the best Spark scores. You remember the Nike Combines they had for high school athletes. There's a reason why he was such a big recruit, because he went to that Spark Combine, if I recall, it was out in Ohio, and just absolutely obliterated a ton of records at that regional combine, and then suddenly you were just seeing offer after offer come in from the big dogs in college football, and he was true to his word. He always wanted to be a BYU guy. He committed to the Cougars, signed with them, served a mission, came back, dealt with these injury concerns, and finally had his chance to really show his capable of doing last year and in multiple instances, I thought may have been BYU's best receiver. The biggest question will be, can he stay healthy for an entire year? But it sounds like he's been very, very proactive in trying to keep all those issues at bay and obviously improve his game, become the more well rounded receiver he'd like to be like a Puka Nakua. And might he be the next guy who's drafted from BYU at the wide receiver position. Only time will tell. I think Keanu Hill has also got a shot in that regard, but the nice part is BYU thing think has got two uh, legit number one guys on the outside going into this season, but going back to our previous conversation, the, the depth beyond that is the big question mark for BYU. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll finish out today's show with some of the other news and notes out there in BYU football, including uh, updates coming to the student-athlete building, particularly for BYU football. Uh, we'll talk about all of that as we continue on right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listener today. Thank you for being an everydayer. Uh, If you are looking to advertise with us, we've got a few people interested, but we still have slots open. If you are looking to advertise with a podcast, that has got a very wide audience, both uh, locally here along the Wasatch Front in Utah, the greater Utah area. Nationally, even in some cases internationally, we'd love nothing more than to be a part of you guys representing your brand, product, or just what you're offering out there. Uh, Please email us for more information. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com and get your product in front of our everydayers. We've got thousands of BYU fans who tune in in various mediums, whether it's on YouTube or wherever people get podcasts. We have thousands of listeners every single day. We love nothing more than to have you guys be a part of Locked On Cougars. All right, uh, before we go on today's show, uh, BYU announced yesterday that they're going to renovate the west side of the student-athlete building, or the SAB as they call it, to expand the football offices and Built for Life Center. Now, the Built for Life Center is the previous, if I I understand correctly, is the previous student-athlete academic center, which is on the top floor, I guess they call it the third floor of the SAB. Uh, BYU's football offices have always been on the second floor of the SAB, and they're going to renovate a ton of that, and the nice part is, it's going to add a ton of new uh, amenities for both of these uh, things. The initial renovations have already started for both the second and the third floors of the building, with the west side of the second floor expanding. So the football offices are going to add a a defensive meeting room, three new position group rooms, a space for coaches to meet with recruits, as well as updated offensive and defensive staff four rooms, a new recruiting staff work room, because uh, the recruiting staff, actually, if you've been in that, uh, kind of that uh, entry, you know, as you know I'm t- if you've been there, there's like a lobby area where that National Championship Trophy is at. It's kind of a big room, and that's part of the renovations, is they're going to kind of break that down a little bit. But the recruiting staff has worked right behind the panels right there for years. It's not necessarily been an ideal office for them in the recruiting uh, sphere, but uh, and I see them getting a little bit of an upgrade as well. They're also going to add updated furniture, hosting space in the lobby, as we mentioned, new seating for the second floor of Legends Grill, where the team eats during fall camp and obviously throughout the season. So it's going to give an opportunity just for BYU football to have an expanded presence when it comes to the SAB. Now, uh, I've seen some people out there saying that, why don't you just go out and build a brand new building? I think, and this is just, this is me. I, I don't have any intel on this at all. I, this is not me talking to a hashtag source. This is, this is Jake Hatch's speculation. I do think at some point in the future, and we're, we could be talking decades potentially down the road, I do think that BYU Athletics will probably expand in their scope and sphere to where I think they will actually move across the street to the Provo High campus area and I think build new buildings, that type of stuff, on that land. Could a new stadium for a Le- uh, A replacement for Lavelle Edwards Stadium come to that property. That's also a possibility as part of the redevelopment of that. But like I said, that's years and years off. And I think at that point, that's when you'd see probably more of a BYU football-specific facility versus this being the quote-unquote student-athlete building. Now, BYU basketball does have their own digs up there at the Marriott Center Annex, uh, literally next door to the Marriott Center. And it's the perfect spot for BYU basketball to be because being at the student-athlete building versus where the Marriott Center is at, that's a a little bit of a hike uh, for most athletes if they were walking. Granted, all these athletes are getting new cars via NIL deal it feels like, but nonetheless, uh, I think that BYU football at some point will have its own specific facility. Uh, they, very, they very well may at some point, if they do decide to change out the Smith Fieldhouse, which is literally crumbling, folks, it needs to be renovated and just raised and redone. That's my personal thought. Uh, maybe at that point, if they were to redo the Smith uh, Fieldhouse, they'd maybe make a new building for the other sports in that area potential building and then give the entirety of the SAB because it's adjacent to BYU's practice fields and also a uh, kitty corner from uh, the IPF the indoor practice facility where that becomes BYU football specific that building itself but I'm glad to hear that BYU is renovating this stuff now the, the SAB does have a an endowment fund that funds all of these renovations obviously the the read the redo of the BYU football locker room was part of that the endowment is as a it's a fund it's been set up since the day BYU announced plans to build the SAB to fund essentially the upkeep of that building and they've done a fairly good job at the upkeep now. Uh, changes like this, renovations are needed to keep it relevant, obviously c- to give BYU football an expanded presence, let the, as they mentioned, to let them spread out a little bit more. They've been in some cramped quarters uh, for many, many years, kind of in that one floor of the SAB. I think an expansion for BYU football is well-deserved. This is going to be the program that is going to continue to fund a lot of the other ventures in the athletic department, and as such, they should get an expanded space, and expanded opportunity to have more relevant uh what, I, what I'm trying to say, more relevant, uh, relevant, updated, whatever adjective you want to use, they, uh, they deserve it. And the nice part is this is just an expanded, it feels like, move as BYU moves into the Big 12 era, that they are really uh, making the moves to be a relevant program and compete with the big boys. For years and years and years, any of you who are are everydayers here on this podcast have heard me lament that BYU for so many years was so prideful about doing more with less. And are they ever going to be the exorbitant team that goes out there and spends top dollar on every single thing? No, that's never going to be the BYU way. But BYU knows that going into this Big Twelve era, you have you have got to give the BYU football program and all the other athletic department programs an opportunity to compete at the highest level with a bigger investment in their sports infrastructure their teams, the the staffs around them, all that type of stuff. And they've done that. This is just another example of that, it feels like, as they expand and renovate uh, the student-athlete building and, like I said, give a bigger space to the BYU for life uh, sphere where it's going to give student-athletes a bigger opportunity to go up and study and that type of stuff. Uh, all offices for staff members are going to be removed out of that area. It's going to allow for more rooms for use by student-athletes. It's going to just serve uh, student-athletes better. They're going to have med- small and medium-sized rooms for student-athletes to study, hold tutor sessions, meet with advisors. They also have three private therapy rooms coming in that will also provide mental health counseling and sports performance counseling. So this is really, really cool stuff. And the nice part is, these renovations are going to be done this summer. They've announced that the renovations of the football offices are expected to be completed by August 1st. BYU Built for Life Center should be done by the start of the fall semester. So this is not a process that's going to take years. It's going to take months, and it's already underway. And I, for one, I applaud what BYU is trying to do to help out their student-athletes. All right, Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk more about uh, BYU position groups. It's also a mailbag Thursday edition of the show, so make sure you're in every day and join us here on the podcast. Uh, Make sure you just uh, make it part of your routine. I don't care when you guys listen and or watch it. I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast in any way, shape, or form that you possibly can can, but join us tomorrow. We'll talk about another position group. I think tomorrow we'll talk about BYU specialists. Now, the kicking game has got a lot of question marks, and we'll talk about that, but I do think that there might be some positives to come out of the Spring period for BYU special teams. We'll talk about that and we'll also address your guys' questions as well. You just had some, some good ones already submitted this week, but obviously, always welcome more questions and we'll address as many of them as we possibly can. Uh, please submit those via social media Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. Drop me a note or a DM. I respond to one of my tweets and let me know you have a question. We'll have nothing more than to have you guys interact with the show or email us with your questions. Locked on, BYU at gmail.com is the email email address but a big thank you once again for making us your first listen today thank you for being in every day or to the thousands of you who join us on a daily basis and i hope you guys are all doing well until tomorrow have a great rest of your day this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya
0: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today